The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The two disciples recounted what had taken place on the way and how Jesus was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. While they were still speaking about this, he stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. But they were startled and terrified that they were seeing a ghost. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do questions arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see I have. And and as he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. Mother was still incredulous for joy and were amazed. He said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of baked fish. He took it and ate it in front of them. He said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and in the prophets and Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses. To these things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we know that God is loving because He makes babies with cute little dimples. We know that God is majestic by just looking up at the stars at night. Know that God is powerful and grand, because it says in the scriptures that the men went down in the sea in ships, and they saw the glory of God. And the reason why they saw the glory of God, because they were in those inferior ancient boats during the middle of a hurricane. Of course, they were not having a very good time, but they were at least seeing the glory of God. So we can know a lot of things about God. We can know that he's intelligent. We know he's loving. We know that he's kind. We know that he's big and he's strong. He's powerful. But still, God is a mystery. The scriptures say that God is a mystery. And the reason why he's a mystery is because God has a plan, a vast plan that he does not tell us about. Now, why not? Why does God not tell us about his plan? Why does he remain a mystery? Well, I'm glad you want to know, because I'm going to tell you why. So my brother and his, my youngest brother and his wife decided to get married, and they planned the wedding. And they planned a very simple wedding. It's just going to have the immediate family and just a couple of friends and some finger food, and would have all a very good time. The reason why they wanted a very simple wedding is because they could save some money so they can get started in life. 
And then after they made the plans, they revealed the plans to the family. And the father of the bride did not like the plan. And the reason why? Because the father of the bride is a professional caterer that specializes in weddings. What? You're not going to provide as a professional caterer to your, your, your daughter's wedding? You're going to allow her to have food from the 7-Eleven or the Mini Mart? What? You're going to do this? You're not going to have anything? And so the father of the bride says, I will not allow this. We will have a great and grand feast. And they did. I went to the wedding and I had a really good time. <laughs> but the father of the bride messed up their plans. I was going to have a, I had the whole day off and I planned my day off and I was going to sneak out of the house early in the morning, go down the cape because my friend told me that they just stocked this pond. I was going to take my float tube and fish there in the morning. Around 12 o'clock when the tide changes, we're going to go to Bonstable Harbor because I know exactly what the stripers do when the, when the tide changes and I was going to have a really fun day. So I planned the whole day out. The night before I left for, the, for my day off, I saw my provincial. So I revealed my plan to the provincial. And he says, well, you can't go tomorrow. We have a meeting. We have a finance meeting. You have to be there. I said, What? He said, well, he said, go on another day. I said, I can't go on another day because I made plans for the other days. And so my, my provincial messed up my plans. So let's say you get married and you make a plan. You plan that you're going to have the perfect kids and you're going to be the perfect parent. And that's all good until the kids come along and they mess up all your plans. The same thing happens with God. So God had this really great plan. He planned to have a nice, the perfect garden of paradise that he put Adam and Eve and humans were going to live there. We were all going to be happy and he's going to be happy. It was the first thing Adam and Eve does. that They disobey and they introduce sin into the world. So God says, out, out, out of the garden. Because they messed up his plan. And then Jesus turns to the disciples and says, I'm going to, he tells them his plan. I'm going to go to Jerusalem, I am going to suffer, I'm going to die, and I'm going to rise on the third day. Peter decided he didn't like the plan. God forbid that anything such happened to, happen to you. We're not going to allow that to happen. Doesn't, isn't it true that every time we reveal a plan, there's always somebody that's just itching to want to ruin and mess up our plans? So that's why God doesn't reveal his plan. Mystery. God's a mystery. Until Jesus rises from the dead. And he reveals the plan. We now know the mystery. And he reveals the plan to the disciples. He tells them... He reveals himself all through the scriptures. They've been talking about this. And this is what it all means. And he explained to them everything, the entire plan of God. And the reason why he revealed the plan, because now the disciples are part of the plan. They're part of the team. And so are we. And we all know that Bill Belichick and the Patriots win a lot of games. And there might be some guests here, you know, from the city, visiting the city for the marathon tomorrow. And you might not like my, you might not like my analogy, especially uh, people from the Buffalo Bills area of the country or the, uh, or the Miami Dolphin fans. But they do win a lot of games. 
And a lot of the games that the Patriots win, they come from behind wins. They are losing. They don't throw in the towel. They don't give up. They don't take a knee. On the top of that, they don't always have the best draft choices. The Patriots also lose some of their best players to free agency. And the Patriots, so don't, sometimes they have their scandals and the distractions, and they have their, their, their flake gates and their spy gates, and they have all the things and all the problems every other team has, and even more. But they keep still winning. Why? Why is that? Because they have good coaching. Because they have a strategy. Because they have a plan. And they're part of a team with a great plan. The day of the resurrection, Jesus says, you are now part of a team with a great plan. And you will like this plan. Because no matter, because when we in life, we do meet obstacles. We have difficulties. We have the storms of life. We have the problems. But all that can be overcome if you have good coaching, good strategy, and a plan. That's what Jesus offers us. God never loses. Always successful. And that success is in the plan. All we need to do is stick to the plan.